Lift your hands toward heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. thank you we thank you for your love we thank you for your grace we thank you for your kindness there's no one like you Jesus no one like you Jesus and I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come and I will fill this house with glory. See the Lord of hosts. Silver is mine. The gold is mine. See the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. See the Lord of hosts. In this place will I give peace. See the Lord of hosts. And we say a big amen. Paul said, let a man so account of us as stewards of the mysteries of God. What is he saying? At that point he said, at that time he said, men should see us as the oracles of God. And he says, and stewards of the mysteries of God. If you truly follow the scriptures, what you see is the map in God. The map in God. It's a stewards of the mysteries of God. That means there are mysteries in God. 
But some people are stewards of those mysteries of God. There's some people that God opens their eyes to see the of them, they see the mysteries of God. And truly, when you begin walking with the Holy Ghost, He begins to open your eyes to become a steward of the mysteries of God. So, how God raises men, how God lifts men, how God fills people's life with glory is no longer a mystery. There are people who are stewards of those mysteries. They understand the mysteries. You see, in the body of Christ today, when you, when you check the equalizer, you can see that the level of understanding of hope is higher than even the subject of faith. You talk about hope. They, you know, they can hope. Something happened. I know, I know some of you who follow better music a lot saw that it happened. That one of their main singers, in fact, the one who wrote, Ever be, ever be on my lips. Her daughter, she just woke up and her daughter was dead. Though she was not sick. She just woke up. Her daughter was not sick. There was nothing wrong. Kindly put it off. The daughter was not sick. Nothing was wrong with the daughter. By the time she, she realized, she woke up in the morning and the daughter was dead. Now, Now, she woke up and the daughter was dead. Now, you should see on Instagram how they were writing and saying that everybody should pray. So, the whole, you know, Bethel too has a very large following. So, the whole of Bethel music, people who love Bethel music were praying. They were praying so that the girl would come back to life. When are they burying the girl, Seth? Those who follow, when are they burying the girl? Is it? Today. You, let me tell you something. When I, I, I saw the matter, alright? You know what I was thinking in my room? I said, God, everything they were exhibiting was not faith. It cannot raise the dead. If what they did raise the dead, it was just an act of God's mercy. There's nothing wrong with Bethel. But, you see, faith has an equation. Faith has an equation. You can tell. Just like I was showing you the path, the road path to the greater glory. Faith has an equation. And in the equation of faith, number one, if the Spirit of God could not prompt anybody to have prayed spirit prayers, before the incident, to avert the incident, and it comes to meet you, it comes to meet your faith. The level of your faith will not determine what happens. So, the first thing is, they said, so I, I told God, I said, God, but the whole world is watching, because Bethel has a very large following. I said, God, I beg, please, let this girl just rise, so that, God said to me, he said, if I raise the girl back to life, based on sovereignty I have impeached scripture and I will have I will be committed to be impeaching scripture with every other case so someone asked the question he said so if their prayer 
raised the girl back to life. That means every church member, if there's somebody dies, then they will come and post and everybody will, will pray for that person to come back to life. Are you listening? Or maybe the raising of the dead is for some select few in the church. Now, where are the indicators? And I saw what they were doing, I realized, no. Because Jesus Christ didn't say we should pray for the dead to be raised. That's number one. Number two, when one of their senior pastors came to talk, he said, because people were bashing them that why are you doing this? You have, you have to go and put the girl in the mortuary. Why are you doing this? The other senior pastor came and said, No, she's already in the mortuary. That's not faith. Let me tell you, when it is faith, let me tell you a story about one of the church members of a great man of God, Bishop Oedipo. The beginning of the year, or let's say 31st night, Bishop Oedipo said, Nobody will be buried in this church. Everybody said, Amen. So the woman lost her child. When she went to the hospital, said, She's dead. She said, She is not dead. Papa said we will not bury our children. She carried the child to the house. Two days, the child was still on the, on the bed. So she woke up in the morning. How are you doing? Then she walk away. Then she came. She come back. Have you eaten? All right. So come away. On the third day, the girl sneezed. She came back to life. That's faith. You cannot take the girl to the mortuary and say you are praying. So if you pray and she comes back to life in the mortuary, you will freeze her back to death. You see. So it was a clear indication of hope. Manifest their expression of hope and hope does not raise the dead back to life. Jesus Christ said, Raise the dead, heal the sick. He said, Pray for them to be raised back to life. So, you see, the accurate knowledge of the word of God is what makes masters. And you see, and in the word of God, there are classes. There's like you, they don't teach you calculus in class one. You see, the mathematics they teach you in class one is as mathematical as the one that they do in university. <laughs> All are mathematics. Just that they are classes. So, what you are taught in level one might be different from what you be taught in level four. And all of them are vivid, correct mathematics. So, the same with the things of the spirit. That's why you need to grow. You know, I'll tell you something. Let me tell you why I invited Pastor Joe. At a point in my life, I thought I knew a lot in the Bible. So I, was, I hardly took my Bible. Because anybody who asked me a question, I could answer. I didn't realize that the reason I could answer was that they were not asking me provoking questions. They were asking me within the, the borders of my knowledge. So when I met Pastor Joe, the first time I met him about four years ago, when I met him, we began to share scripture. Then he began to say things. The man was just saying things. Hey. Okay, I said, okay, you, you hear from me later. I now went to dig my head into Bible. I made sure that I will not be a carpenter who is having plumbing tools. If I say I'm going to do God's work, I need to master the Bible. So, the accurate knowledge of the Word of God, stewards of the mysteries of God, Stewards of the mysteries of God. Now, he said the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. And I was talking about the handwriting of God. How will you know that this is God writing? And you see, as I'm even teaching, prophetically, the Lord is speaking to my heart. Next year, in 2020, when men look at what God will do with your life, they will know that this is God's handwriting. You see, 
prophetic words are received. Clear indication. God will clearly indicate that this was my handwriting. Why is it so important to prophesy? Why is it so important to prophesy? Because he said, my heart indicted a good matter. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So, while you, you, you speak in tongues, when you begin to prophesy, you are, you know, just like the one of God, Pastor Chris said, uh, the word of God on your lips is God talking. The same way, when you begin to speak under the influence of the power of the Holy Ghost, it is recorded in the Bible as God is speaking or God is writing. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It is, it is recorded spiritually. It is recorded. It is correct. There's no difference. Whether God spoke and you speak under the influence of the anointing, is the same. Has same power. Has same grace. So, we talked first about hunger and thirst and desire and desire those are things you should work on desire then we, we, we came to prayer by this scripture saying that glory of the latter house shall begin on that. it is prophetic what is God saying that means God has not done his best in your life yet oh you didn't hear me God has not done his best in your life yet let me tell you something about the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost doesn't do what we pray about he does what God is thinking The Holy Ghost does what God is thinking. The Holy Ghost doesn't do what we are praying about. That's why I love praying spirit prayers. Because he said, He that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. That means the spirit has a mind. So before you go with your prayer point, the spirit already has prayer points. Oh, you didn't hear that? Before you say, God, God, give me job. The spirit has prayer point. So, he that searcheth the heart, knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. For the, for the spirit, he said, maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That means, when you pray spirit prayers, what have you done? You have, you have um, partnered with the Holy Ghost to go on his frequency. To go on his frequency. Then he begins to tell you the mind of God. The purpose of God. That's the reason I said the handwriting of God. Why? Because there's something God has already written. All you need is to position in what God has already written. Pastor John said something yesterday. He said every stoop, uh, every step Jesus Christ took, he fulfilled 200 prophecies. There were prophecies about his life. So Jesus said, in the volume of book it is written of me, I come to do thy will, O God. Look, it is hard. Like Jesus Christ told Paul, he said, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Why? When you are swimming, you don't swim against the waves. It will be hard for you to swim against the waves. Because God is already doing something. When you are finding your will, when your will is moving this way, God's will is moving this way, your swimming will be very hard. I asked the pilot one day, I said, what is the most difficult part of, of, of flying the plane? And he said, let me tell you, the most difficult part of a plane is when the, 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 the storm is coming against you. When you are going in the direction of the storm, it is easier. He says sometimes, when they are going in the direction of the storm, sometimes you can even leave the, the, what do they call it, steering or whatever. They can even leave it. But when 
the storm is coming against them. That is what they need to permit. So men's lives are hard because they are actually fighting God's agenda. Fighting God's agenda. Our best days are the days we have not seen yet. Our best days are the days we have not seen yet. In in when, when you come for camp, <laughs> when you come for camp, it's not it's not just the attending. There's something the Spirit of God begins to work inside you. Begins to work inside you. Everything that is captured in your history with God is former glory. You didn't hear me. <laughs> Everything captured in your history with God is former glory. It's part of that former house, the latter house. No matter how big it was, no matter the program you have had, no matter the number of hours you have prayed, no matter, it is all former glory. Because you are coming into a new phase with God. Where God is expecting the, the glory of the latter house. I mean, God is saying to you that, I mean, I am progressing with your life. Progressing with your life. So, desire. Desire will now invite spirits. Remember, this is spirits. Spirits. It will invite the Holy Ghost. When you desire God, you desire God, you desire God. He might not show up. That's why he says, seek, seek. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me when you shall set for me with all your hearts. When you are conducting a search for spiritual things, for example, you want to know something about the Bible. You know, there are times, you know, I read something in the scripture and I want to understand it. You see that I will be seeking. I will be looking for other scriptures. That's how to seek. He said, the only way you will find, you will find, is when you seek with all your heart. So, the desire will now invite God. Then when God comes, the first thing he will do is to cause you to pray. And I, I said I was going to break the prayer down into two things. The first one is burden. 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 God burdens you. God puts something on you. God puts something on you. When, you see, when you miss God in your life, you have missed so much. Because when that burden comes, it's like Moses. What a destiny Moses had. What a destiny to lead God's people into the promised land. That destiny was too massive. And the, the, the amazing thing was that he grew up with that burden. He grew up with it. He realized that he loved the Israelites even though he grew up in the palace. He didn't realize that he loved the Israelites more than the Egyptians. So he started out of that burden. He wanted to do something for God. He wanted to do something for God. So he started killing the Egyptians one by one. Imagine how long it would have taken him to kill all of them one by one. So, he acted. The burden. The burden. Now, I'm talking praying spirit prayers. When you wake up in the morning and you are speaking in tongues, 
You are burdened. No, one prayer I want to pray for you is that God will put that kind of heavy burden in your heart. The heavy burden for prayer that you cannot, you know, let me tell you, this is different from prayer discipline. This time I'm saying is pray is different from prayer discipline. There's a prayer discipline. When that burden comes, the best you can do is to create a culture around it. So that the day, because the burden doesn't stay forever, the day the burden will lift, you already have a culture to support it. Because when God puts that burden on you, you will not, you will not know what is wrong with you. Even you don't know, everywhere you find yourself, you are praying. It's a prayer burden. And let me tell you, when that prayer burden comes into your life, what is God doing? He's directing you toward your destiny. That prayer burden can make you lose your girlfriend. I'm telling you. You will pray and pray her away. Burden. Habakkuk chapter 1. Verse 1. You know, let me tell you something. In most of the lives of the prophets, you will see the vision of God to Haggai, the vision of God to Isaiah, the vision of God. But for Habakkuk, it was not vision. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see, he saw burden. He didn't see vision. After he saw burden in Habakkuk chapter 1, Habakkuk chapter 2, God now told him, write the vision. You are carrying your own vision. That is your problem. In Habakkuk chapter 2. So look at Habakkuk chapter 1. He said, The burden which Habakkuk the prophet see. Now go to Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. What I will ask, what I'm verse 2. And the Lord answered me. Chapter 1 was burden. Then God said, Now you write the vision. Which vision? The one that I will cause you to see as a result of the burden. Now, what now resulted as a from the vision. Habakkuk chapter 3. Go chapter 3 verse 1. A prayer of the prophet upon Sigionoth. Then, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and I was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. So Habakkuk chapter 1 was bedding. Habakkuk chapter 2 was vision. Number 3. Now, he moved in the direction of a revival. When God is about to use your life to do something that will shake their generation, he will give you a bedding. You cannot, when you, when you, let me tell you something. This was the problem of Lot. Lot did not have a bedding in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot did not have a bedding. You will see, you have a problem. Hmm? If, for example, you are doing business with somebody, the person is not saved, and all you care about is take your money and go. While you are doing the business, bedding. And I tell people, I said, me, my number one, evangelism, two, or, or commodity, or instrument. My number one is prayer. I don't rush to talk to people. No. You know, I, people like soul winning, winning souls everywhere. It's good. I'm not against it. But 
I like to win souls by the Spirit. When I'm with somebody, I don't mean somebody came to tell me something about her sister. My sister is doing this. My sister is not doing that. I said, go and pray for her. He said, I've talked to her. I said, don't talk to her. You all of us sitting here, didn't our parents advise us? They advise us, advise us, advise us. Oh, so it's not talk. It's not talk. It's not talk. It's not talk. He said, in the days of, a, of thy power, he said, the people themselves, they shall be willing. The people shall be willing. The people themselves shall be willing. So what we need to do is to stir more power. Let me tell you something. Winning young people is very hard. You know why? When you go among old people, you can use their problem to invite them to church. Young person. No, party after party, after party, after party. (laughs) Nothing they do. Especially if it's a lady that has a lot of markets. What will you show her? You understand what I'm saying? Like the Bible says, she's fair to look upon. Just are fair to look upon. That's Abraham's specs. Fair to look upon. Isaac too had the same sickness. Fair to look upon. When they see fair girls, their prophetic anointing comes. When, that, when, they, when the lady has markets, you will see, you will see on her phone, 166 unanswered messages. These people are worrying me. These people are worrying me. One day I saw somebody say something. I know this thing I'm saying is true. Some people say so they are looking at me. I saw a lady who has put something on her status. The, the girl is only flirting with you because she's bored. It's not that deep. You know what I told her? I said, you are 24 years. That's why you're talking like this. She was tw- she's 24. I said, you are 24 years. That's why I'm talking like this. When you get to 30 and not married, when you hear, they are calling someone you 10. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Wisdom there. And then the market abundance. No, it's like that in our normal life. The day we have money, we are buying. The day we don't have money, our humility just. No, haven't you noticed it? Me, I, I saw it before. Hey, when you have money, you pick a car, the driver is giving you change. No, keep it. The Lord is with you. When you are left with five CD, is this how we? Your mathematical abilities, you, you will never know that in, in school you were such a good mathematician. If I add the two CD on the counter to the 40 pesos and the 50 pesos. <laughs> Then you just be adding, adding, adding. And what be tight anybody you go into the side, the two CD I kept here say, Oh, I took it to buy. Hey! <laughs> and it's so quick that you can say, Hey, when I get money, I will save. I will save. There's someone who send you thousand Ghana CD. The spirit that will come upon you to waste the money. 
You see? So I told I told I said, you are 24, that's why I'm talking like this. Let me tell you. Learn to manage yourself in the days of your success. The day that you think you are fresh, that is when to take the right decisions. Because that is when you are more likely to fool. Two hundred and sixty-five unanswered messages. Three hundred and ninety-nine unanswered messages. And in your mind, no, you are doing something. You are, you are the king of the gods. <laughs> in your mind, no, just be a hot kick. Oh, you've not seen anything yet. <laughs> Pastor Barry, really, they, sometimes they worry us and they want. If boys don't worry you, pray. I think I'm preaching a very powerful message because <laughs> because it means the favor of the Lord. about the glory has departed. It is part. Bible says, your sons shall come from afar. You understand? It's part of the glory of the Lord upon you that people are coming to you. You understand? It's part. So, when it happens like that, you know that hey, when it happens like that, you know that oh, all things are called. Because that is how it's supposed to be. Kings shall come to the brightness of thy rising. Gentiles shall come to thy light. And the Bible says multitude. So, you have 399 that's a church. You started a church. 564 unanswered messages. More than Vodafone. And the boys too. Maybe I'm a call. Pastor has preached this message. That means we need to really move. We, we move, we move. <laughs> Something is, is wrong with you. <laughs> you are going everywhere. Say, so, why you are doing CCC? You know one thing about ladies When you move to Trey And they know themselves You are finished too. They will organize parliament Discuss you Analyze you That day even if you are nice You will not be nice They will look for the thing on you That is not nice See his neck So bedding Bedding, bedding. When you pray bedding prayers, listen, when you pray bedding prayers, your life moves in the direction that God wants. Many years ago, around 2009, 2010, 
when I come out of my house and I see students in school uniform, I feel the burden. Unless I don't see school uniform, especially the SS people, when I see school uniform, then my heart will be beating. My heart will be beating. I will, I will call a mantas case. The Bible says, Jesus Christ saw the multitude and he had compassion upon them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Yesterday when I saw somebody's Snapchat, they were party after party. I was looking at them. I said, Lord, these are all my members. They are all my church members. I've, I've loaned them to the party. They will come back to their club. Shatakaya. Look at them. That is how you should think. Instead of thinking of joining them, you should be thinking of we're going to do something for God. We're going to do something for God. We're going to do something for God. Burden. Then, you also need knowledge of altars. We come to prayer. You see, the lack of consciousness of altar in the minds of many Christians, it is what has incapacitated the power of Christianity in their life. It has incapacitated it. It's no power, no ability. They just pray. They just pray. When you pray with the consciousness of altar, there's a difference. You see, when you go to a fetish priest, eh, He relates with you and with the altar. There's an altar. You need knowledge of altars. Hmm. Let me say something. Why is it that Sister A will go to four men of God. She has an issue. She goes to man of God, one, prays for her. It doesn't work. Goes to number two, prays for her. It doesn't work. Goes to number three, prays for her. It doesn't work. Then goes to number four. Number four prays and it works. Why? Did he pray powerful prayer? No. Isn't all God they all pray to? They all pray to God. So if it is as it were, God just answering the prayer, then God should have answered number A. Most of the time, God has a certain history with number four that he doesn't have with these people that he cannot deny but answer number four. He's not answering because of the woman. He's answering because of number four. When you read David's prayers, This is an altar prayer. This, this Psalm 20. This is an altar prayer. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Why? Uh, or how? Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee. So send thee help from the sanctuary, from the altar. Send you help from the altar. He says, and strengthen thee out of Zion. Then verse 3. He says, remember all thy offerings and accept thy sacrifice. 
Remember all thy offerings and accept thy sacrifice. Remember all thy offerings. That is his track record. David is praying for the people. He said, so if you don't have any offering, the prayer from number one doesn't work for you. What's he talking about? The track record with God. The track record with God. The track record with God. I've heard people's testimonies of how they got into a serious matter and they pick, in fact I have one, they pick their tithe book where they have recorded. When you pay tithe, record it. Whether it's one CD or two CD or ten CD or hundred CD or thousand CD, once you pay tithe, have a book you record your tithe in because there will be a day you need it. The track record. Remember all the officers. You need a consciousness of altar. Now, when we talk about altar, one of the first things is consecration. Something qualifies to be an altar when it has hit consecration. What do I mean? For example, for example, I had this mentality. I have changed it though, but I had this mentality that my voice, that's at that time I was actively singing. Where's Molly? Where's Molly? Where was I? Yes. I had that mindset. Because of some things I saw in scripture. And sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes God agrees on such deals with you. Okay. Let me explain. I know that my voice, I use it to sing worship. So I cannot use it to sing another song. Do you understand? What am I doing? I am making my voice an altar. If I stick with it, God will rest on it. Any correct prophet whose words don't bounce, he is careful the things to say. It is one of the things about an altar. Because the plate, the plate that the fetish priest will use, because if you want to know whether altars are still significant or not, maybe I think I'm talking Old Testament. Go into heaven. The Bible says that there is an altar as we are speaking here. And today, 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 there's an altar in heaven. And when Jesus Christ went into, the, uh, into heaven, he put his, his blood on the altar. So the reason why God is forgiving people sins till today, no matter the sin, is because the altar is speaking. Uh, look, for example, for example, I saw the documentary of a man who said he's born again. The man, oh my God, I've, I've, look, we, our sins is no sins, oh. During the Liberian war, he was killing children and eating their hearts. He killed the children and that's what he eats. He eats their hearts. So that's what he was eating. And he says that today I'm born again. You are what? Me, it's good. It's good that they don't elect God. It's good that they don't elect God. Because if it is me, I'll say no, the blood of Jesus will wait. 
no, that's the, the miracle about the blood of Jesus. No matter the error. The day after eating 100 children's hearts, when he turns and says, I received Jesus, everything is cancelled. Kai. He will not see one consequence. One. If there are laws in the land to deal with him, then he's just facing the laws. The, the one concerning sin and him and God, God has taken care of it. Immediately, the altar in heaven responds to his prayer. The moment that I receive Jesus, the altar speaks. I said to you during miracle service, I said, if in your life, the only thing that speaks is your mouth, you have a problem. Because, you know, you have to understand God's value systems. Bible says that, and God had respect unto the sacrifice of Abraham. That means God can salute something. Abraham's blood spoke. So, the blood of Jesus speaks today. When we say that um, Jesus is interceding for the sin, so people think, you know, like Pastor Chris said, he is kneeling down, interceding. It's not true. He's not kneeling down anywhere, interceding anything. Bible says he's on the throne. How can he be sitting on the throne? Then you stand up and kneel down. Then stand up and kneel down. No, it is because of the blood. So when we confess our sins, the blood of Jesus automatically cleanses us. So the blood is on the altar. So by virtue of the altar, there's a speaking. There's a speaking. So uh, in life, when you are dealing with a lot of diabolical things, most of the time it is altar versus altar. So, altars work, first of all, with consecration. In your life, have, have boundaries to some things so that some things can work for you. Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Salvation benefits you. It doesn't benefit God in any way. That is why when <laughs> that is why when you get saved and you come in, God now gives you work. Because you being saved benefited you. God too has need. Jesus Christ said, Take my yoke. Come unto me, all you that labor and have it now, I'll give you rest. Then he says, After I've given you rest, he said. It's not that your head will not carry anything again. I have something for you to carry, but my own is light. So, when you come into the kingdom, when the, I, I like something you said sometimes, you said, grace is not an excuse for a sloppy life. Because when grace is preached, I want to say something, but let me say it. Grace is what calls all of us. It is our assumption of responsibility that now separates us. Let me say it again. Grace is what calls all of us. We all got born again by grace. Now, our assumption of responsibilities... 
is what thou separates us. So, if we rather come and we preach to you assumption of responsibilities, we are taking you to the law. So, when we come to preach, we preach to you the grace of God. Because that's what Jesus brought. But when you now enter the kingdom, you now assume responsibility in the kingdom. There, at that point, it's not about sin again. Now, God begins to walk with you and deal with you as a person. We'll come to that in the third one I'll mention. So, there is the consecration. The next one is custom. When we are dealing with altars, the next thing is custom. 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 That means something that is done over and over again. Custom. How are you? Custom. Bible says that, and Jesus Christ went to the temple as his custom was. He prayed at Gethsemane as a custom. So there were customs. Jesus Christ had customs. You can raise an altar with the time you pray. Try it. If you think it's a lie, try it. For a whole one year of my life, every 12 midnight to 12.30, if you call me, you will not get me a whole one year. This was like 2000 and at that time I was living at Grace House. Every 12, I will call myself by a cupboard. Every 12, I raise an altar with that time. Now, when something is a custom, in the beginning, it might not look like God has agreed to the, to the altar. Keep doing it. When you, the, the, well, how you realize that God has agreed is, one day, just forget it for one minute, you start feeling it. You start sensing it. At a certain time, it raises an altar. I'm not saying when prayer 12, but aside all your prayers, aside all your prayers you pray, have a special time you pray. There you know that. And every great man of God has that. There's a time, when I was listening to, uh, I think a man of God, he said, he, he holds his phone, he keeps his phone, only four hours of the day. Kai, if they tried that with some people. Yesterday, people were praying, praying, then they'll take their phone, lick it, they me, lick 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 me, when you see that thing in your life, eh? You know what to do. Put their phone up. Give it to somebody. Say, don't give it to me if I ask. Because God expects seriousness from you at a point in your life. So, prayer, prayer, burdens, altars. When you now get to that level, you now step into another realm. After prayer, 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 God is able to 
penetrates your brain. You see, see, you find yourself praying. Find yourself praying. First of all, I'm talking about how to exude the glory of God. You will get to another realm. And this is the serious one. You come to obedience. I told them at the fellowship leaders meeting yesterday. I said, hmm, the secret is not prayer. The secret is the Holy Ghost. But as I just said yesterday, is that when you pray, God gives you revelation. God gives you instructions. God tells you things to do. 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 And it is the degree of your obedience that determines your next level. I cannot emphasize this enough. At this point, this is the crucial part of your walk with God. Now, I'm not dealing with whether it's a sin or not. We have crossed that one. Now, I said yesterday, I said, we have to get it right from the foundation. This is where, let me tell you something. When I am in a, in a service, alright, there are specific times that God tells me to give certain things. I don't miss those ones. You can give us an act of faith. But there are certain times, there are certain things that the Holy Ghost asks of you. He said, that give this one. At that time, what you don't know is that you are at a very critical stage of your walk walking with God. That obedience. That there are some people, they cast out devils and the devils will never come out. Because the devil knows that they are the epitome of disobedience. So, they are all in the same category. Do you know that before God can use a man, God breaks the man? I was seeing a vision. I think it was you I was talking to. I said, God said to me, he said, the reason why it is so hard for the Lord to use older people, it's so hard, it's so hard for the Lord to use older people, is because it's like a potter in the book of Jeremiah. He said, God is, is a potter. Jeremiah saw God as a potter, making, using clay to make pots. He said, when he was making the pot, imagine that God has gone to see an already made pot. And he wants to now make a spot. He's not going to use that pot. You have to understand God. God is not going to use that pot. He's not going to take that pot that is lying down there and say that I will use it like that. No. No matter how long it will take God, he will have to break the pot and make it the way he wants. So when he picks, it is more difficult to take an already made pot and start breaking to form again. So God mostly will go to the clay and start making the pot the way he wants. This was the challenge with Saul. We will read the scripture. This was the challenge with Saul. I mean, some, last camp I talked about Saul. But I'm thinking again. I have to talk again about Saul. Look. The challenge with Saul was nothing new. For you to know the volume of your error matter. People, some people say all sins are the same. No. Not all errors are the same. Jesus Christ asked a question. He said, who had the greater sin? That means there's a greater sin. There's a greater error. Look at David's matter, for example. Bathsheba and the killing of Uriah. God did not really care about he taking Bathsheba as much as he was concerned about the killing of Uriah. God was concerned because he said, David breached the the, the, the name of Jehovah by the killing of Uriah. Because he made them put Uriah. Because when the Israelites are going to battle, 
there was a way they stand. And they stand a certain way to, to, to fight. So, because of that defense, the name of Jehovah is not um, blasphemed. So, nobody dies. So, they go to war, they win. But David knew this is how they win. So, he told the chief, this one, put that guy at a very critical part of the battle. When you get there, withdraw. And that's how they killed the guy. So, that was God's problem with David on that matter. Because when you read, Bible says David was perfect in everything he did except for the matter of Uriah. I didn't mention Bathsheba. So, David also made errors. But there was one error that Saul made, which looked like if David made error, Saul made error. Why is it that God still favors David? Today there's the city of David, and when Jesus Christ comes, he will come to the tabernacle of David. And Saul, what did Saul do? What did Saul do? Let's read what Saul did. Look, the realm of God, go to First Samuel chapter 15. The realm of God doesn't acknowledge or recognize what we accomplish first. There is no achievement you achieve for God that will shake God. In the realm of God, he doesn't recognize, yesterday I said something about posture and reality. Get it right from the foundation. If it is prayer, pray. I don't want to mention this, but yesterday I saw the way some people were praying. And then the same people who come and say that there was, there was an, I have an issue. I have an issue. But you are not praying. In a prayer like this, you are not praying. And something will happen and you will come back. You just realize some people are just weak in their prayer life. At least, even if you can't pray that prayer, find a way to find and still be serious with the prayer. If in a prayer, in an atmosphere like this, you are not able to permeate and force yourself to pray, because some of you have never prayed for us before, but yesterday was your first time. Am I right? You know one of the reasons that it happened like that? People were helping you. As you see another person praying, you are also encouraged. So it's more difficult praying alone, because that one, you control it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I remember we went to, I went to have a camp meeting many years ago and we're praying. We're praying, we're praying, we're praying. The ladies began to sing, How great is our God. I said, Hey, 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 we are not singing now. We are not singing now. Listen, get it right from the foundation. Get it right from the foundation. God is not, is, not your, is not your accomplishment first. It is your spiritual stature first. Let me tell you something. If God opened your eyes to, see, to, to, to show you how you look like in the spirit, you see what you look like. You are so lean. Can I say something? Can I say something? How many of you have heard that when you read when you read the Bible 
This one is hard. When you read the Bible, it means you have fed your soul. How many of you have, have heard that? Right? So when you read it, or read the devotional, when you read it, you have fed your soul for that day. You have, you have eaten your daily bread, right? It's not true. He said, Man, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That means it is not what you read. It is what God said as a result of what you read. That is what you have eaten. That's the food. Look, a stand in God, a stand in God, it requires some meticulousness. Give it your attention. You will, you will mesmerize demons. <laughs> you will mesmerize demons. Give it attention. First Samuel chapter 15. Hmm. Verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 19. Okay, go to 17. I want them to get the context. 15. 10. Okay. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel saying, It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king. For he is turned back from following me and had not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried unto the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose up, rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel saying, Saul came to Camel and behold, he set him up a place and is gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. And someone came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And someone said, What meaneth then this bleating of the sheep in my ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Hold on, let me give you the background so you understand. God said to Saul, You are going to a certain place to go and fight. When you go, kill everything. Kill the, the everybody, kill the king, kill animal, kill everything. Alright? You might be asking, ah, why, God, why is God telling him to kill everybody? Mrs. Humanitarian, God bless you. <laughs> Over humanitarian, are you more merciful than God? <laughs> Over merciful. <laughs> somebody was asking me, somebody was asking me, he said, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not the God that Jesus Christ showed us. The God, the, the Jesus, the God Jesus Christ showed us is not a killer. Why this is a different God? I said, Mr. Merciful. Hail, I, I, I said, uh, uh, preserver of all lives. I hail thee. And I told her, I said, we don't know what mercy is until God tells us what it is. Yeah, that killing is mercy. And someone said, what, <laughs> what minute then this bleeding on the sheep? Because when Saul went, he didn't kill at all. He saw nice, nice sheep. Now, today, you will not appreciate it. In those times, that was their, like, big job. 
So it's like you've got a place. That God said, when you get the gold, one million dollar, three million dollar, throw all into Atlantic Ocean. Three million dollar. Oh no no no! I'll use it to give a seed. I'll not throw it away. Are you seeing your mind? You are like Saul. No, think think about it. Let's all think about. It. Let's be serious. Because maybe me, I'm thinking about it now. Will I really? No, think about it. Four million dollars. Four million dollars. And God said, when you get there, after finishing what you are doing, throw the four million dollars into Densu River. Think, let's think. Let's be serious. Frank, let's be serious. What do you think? God says we should do. You will do what God said. Four million dollars. Do you know what it can do? Can it buy a house at Rasako? What kind of car? Let's see the car. Ferrari. You will pack four cars. You drive one with your left leg and drive one with your right leg. You know what you will do. So let's not be quick to judge Saul. Let's not be quick to judge Saul. Because Saul saw the four million dollar and God said he should throw four million dollar into the Dinsu River. In the first day we're thinking as, ah, what if somebody comes for it? No, 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 no. Church, they are doing something, so I need to take it to church. That is what they are, they, we are building church, so I need to take it to church. That's what Saul is doing here. He said, a lowing of the oxen which I hear, verse 15. He says, verse 15, and Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Oh, so, so don't worry. We destroyed everything. Just that we took the four million dollars because, see, we need to do some things for church. We need to buy a land at airport. Because the land at airport is really expensive. It's a government land. So we need to put it into the work of the Lord. That's all. Then, Verse 16. <laughs> then someone said unto Saul, Stay, I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto me, Say on, Samuel. And Samuel said, When thou was little in thy own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then, this thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Are you seeing? When David had an issue and Nathan came to say, immediately David said, Oh, I have sinned. He didn't care who was around, he didn't care his mighty men who were around. He started putting himself on the floor. Someone said, No, I have obeyed. You said I didn't obey, hey, I have obeyed. And I've gone the way which the Lord sent me. And I've brought Agag, the king of Amalek. And I've utterly destroyed the Amalekite. He's explaining. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and the oxen, and the chief of the thing which would have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And someone said, Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Hey! That means witchcraft is type 1, type 2. 
The type one witchcraft is the one that they do zuzu zule zuzu zule zuzu 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 That's type one. Ekule kule ekule kule. Let us drink his blood. That's type one. That's type one. Nollywood witchcraft. That's type one. Africa for be ye and yet febakuse. Harry Potter, you know. Harry Potter, which can smell, smell, smell. Do they drink blood in Harry Potter? Do they drink blood in Harry Potter? Who has read it? They drink blood in Harry Potter. Who has read up Harry Potter? Please let me know. They drink blood in Harry Potter. Ah, they are all the same. I thought the white witches, they just do abracadabra, zoom, and things appear. But it looks to me that. The African witchcraft is all blood, blood. Let us cause 14 accidents in December. Oh, oh. As terrible as witchcraft is, as terrible as witchcraft is, God is saying here that rebellion is equal to witchcraft. Type 2, witchcraft. Rebellion. 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 Your next level, I'm talking to somebody, your next level is at the other side of obedience. This is what made Abraham great. Made Abraham great. God talked to, talk to him, he moves. God talks to him, he moves. God said, Move, he said, Move. God said, Go, he said, Go. That is it. Don't try to reason what God is telling you. I don't know if I should use this 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 uh, example, but I think I will use it. This example is very important because I will never forget how that thing happened. I was dating a young lady for one year. She was my life. She was my soul. She. She was my kneecap. She was my ankle. I couldn't breathe without her. So people are behaving like they don't know what I'm talking. You are in that situation as I'm talking to you now. She was my backbone. She was my spine. She was my economy. Who has more vibes? You have, you have one. She was what? She was my lungs. Do you have vibes? And you have, I need the vibes. Eh? She was my pillar of support. 
She was my support system. She was my one over two. She was my bad statement. <laughs> it has finished. She was my oil and gas. Ride or die. She was the baumia to make Kufuado. Let me come to the choir. I, I think I'll get vibes from here. Correct. You don't have some. So which one do you use? Patrick, this has to ask you. <laughs> she was your I know the Bob. She was the vessel to my Codric. She was the only fish in my blue sea. Or you are wondering if oh pastor, pastor loves somebody like that. Oh, what, what are you thinking? A great man of God I know. I won't mention the name. A very great man of God. If I mention the name, you will be surprised. His girlfriend left him. He was crying. He's a great, powerful man of God. And you all know him. He was crying. His mother had to console him. If you see him casting out devils, you will never think. If you see him proclaiming, you will never think. I declare and I declare. So you'll be thinking that when a girl left him, you'll say, oh, I decree and I declare. No, no, soon, no, soon. No, soon. I said 2020, I'm not going to lie. 2020, will speak the truth. Do you have any vibes? Let's see. She's the incatia for the plantain. <laughs> I need to two more vibes. She was the least to my Alex. <laughs> wow! I like this vibe. She was my she was the least to my Alex. Least Alex. Satakabasikete. Lepakabasata. Babu said that love is as strong as death. So sometimes you can love somebody. I'll die. I'll die. Some life support. I saw somebody how somebody has named his girlfriend on his phone. L O M L padlock. Some of you, your your life has been padlocked on some people's status. You, you, you are not aware that your, your destiny has been padlocked. <laughs> if they use my for your name, eh? If they use, <laughs> you are lucky with destiny. 
Because all the problems, they don't have the key. At least if the key is there, you know that you can open it later. Is it? Padlock and ocean. I mean, they've thrown the key into the ocean. My God. There are certain people, when you see the glory of God in their life, it is not prayer that brought it. It was an obedience. I was telling, where I was discussing with some people, I said, when you obey God, God does not reward you with things. He rewards you with himself. That is what the glory actually is. You may look at like in the eyes of men as nothing. But that's what God told Abraham. It's not money I'm talking about. He said, I am your exceeding great reward. Kai. Abraham, I'm not going to reward you. I will give myself to you as a reward. Obedience. So, this young lady, I cannot be there a day without calling her. Bro, you know, you know the lady. And at that time, um, Apostle Brown was, was with me. So he knew her very well. So Apostle Brown was calling, oh, our mother, our mother, oh. Mommy. Mommy. She was collecting all the fans. If she calls me and she doesn't get me, she'll call Apostle Brown. Where is he? Where is he? We are having a program in Kumasi. Where is he? Is he okay? Is he all right? Immediately we close the program. I also call. I'm all right. Everything is fine. I'm going to come back. Also soon. One day. The voice of the Lord came unto me. I said, the voice of the Lord came unto me. And the Lord said, destroy it. Lord. God said, exact words. He said, if you let her go, you will see my glory in your life. Why? As if that was not enough. After God told me, I was now praying with some friends. Then a prophecy came. The Lord said, you are going to lose something you love really, very much. And you know the Lord, he will bring, immediately bring the picture of the real thing he's talking about. When the Lord brought the picture, I said, it's not that one. It's something else. Odensi. I think it's the chorus who prophesied that prophecy. He said, the Lord said, you're going to lose something that you love very much. He said, and it is after that, that you, you, you Ladies and gentlemen, if I didn't leave that girl, I will not meet you. I'll tell you something. That's the truth. When God said it, it was like, it will be hard. This will be hard. 
In fact, the worst part of it was that all my friends who knew us would say, nice couple. Wow! Wow! The best! The burst! You know the burst? The burst in town! The burst! When you see us walking together, and I take my prophetic walking, and she's also holding her bag. Wow, what a combination. Oh, wow. Oh, this girl is nice. Oh, see body. Oh, see face. See nice girl. Wow. And you know, as a guy, if a lot of other guys are praising your girl, you know it is a lot of... You know, you know everybody say, huh? Oh, your girl is nice. Oh, your girl is fine. Wow. People have calling different names. Range Rover. Tundra. Uh, Machine. This is a machine. Is that Lincoln Navigator? Is it? Is it? Caterpillar. <laughs> Obedience. Don't miss the point. I wrestle with God like Jacob. <laughs> I wrestle with God. I tried my best. I did everything. I said everything. I did everything. I said to God, God, please. God, can't we negotiate? God, please. I'll save for the rest of my life. Oh, God, please. All God was saying, let her go. And if you let her go, you see my power in life. Looks like that is not doctrinally sound. Because the Holy Ghost is already in my life. So what's the I'll see my power in your life? Because I was rather using God's Bible against God. Looks like it's not doctrinally sound. But you see, there are some people God can allow to do everything. And there are some people He does not. Happy are you if God takes your matter personal. So, I started praying. It got to a point. I started praying. I said, Lord, I'm ready to let go. But, I don't know how to tell her. So, God, destroy it, Lord. Destroy it. So, I was thinking about it, thinking about it. When Pastor Benihin came to Ghana, he was praying, the anointing of the Lord breaks the yoke of bondage. You know, Pastor Benihin, the anointing of the Lord. Then he removed his suit, set the captive free. Then I was standing behind the choir, the anointing of the Lord. He threw the anointing. I fell under the power. God said it is destroyed. Ah. So, when God says he's blessing you, sometimes the blessing is subtraction, not addition. The anointing of the Lord set the captive free. The anointing of the Lord will bring rivers to your desert. The anointing is written on you. I, I flew, I flew somewhere. Look, when it ended, Father Lord, 
when it ended. Like magic. My life just took another ten. In about a month or two, wide gap in my personal life. I was shocked. I had my first encounter. I've not said this a lot of times. I was reading E.W. Kenyon's book. What happened on the cross of the throne? Then, I felt footsteps in my room. I was in tears. I couldn't lift my head. I heard the voice of God. I knew Jesus had walked into the room. I heard the voice of God. Then he said to me, I am giving you grace for young people. At that time, I didn't know you. Within that time, somebody said something. He said, it looks as though, because all those who knew me, I've always been anointed, but they just knew that something has happened. They just knew that, no, the switch is too much. They have, I have just changed. Something has happened to my words. Something has happened to my life. People who used to listen to me before, as I saw they've never heard me. It's like, there's something about him. It, it was not prayer that brought it. I had not increased prayer. It was my response to what God told me. Listen. Your obedience to the voice of God is holding your next level. What are some of the things that don't make a man obey God? The fear of man. The fear of man. Deuteronomy chapter 28. As I'm talking about this, my, I'm, I'm, I'm vibrating inside. I, I'll never forget. So I thought about it. I said, so, this was my future and this was all was holding it. Now, what I'm saying now, I'm just using mine as an example. I'm not saying uh, to see the glory of God, go and break up. That's not what I'm saying. Don't miss the point. This was peculiar to me. You might be sitting here and there's a particular thing the Lord has asked you to do. And you know that it is God who asked you to do it. It is holding your next level, I'm telling you. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command to thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. When David was talking to Solomon, you know what he said to him? He said, Turn not from it to the right or to the left. That means, in following God and in obeying God, you have to maintain a constant... You see, don't fear man. Anytime you fear man, you have dishonored God. God. 
when God tells you to do something, fear no man. This person will be hurt. Hurt the person. God will all hate the person. I told you when I came back from my PC, I said, jam them. Jam them. If, you know, you, you, you need to do something. God has said, go and do this thing. And there are some people and you are trying to be sentimental. Jam them and move. Those are the kind of people God can work with and God can commit things to. <laughs> Oh, we are all children of God. God will bless. Let me tell you, in the, in the kingdom, there are estates. And God gives, for example, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm the father of maybe these five children. I'm not going to share my property for them because they are my children. If there's a business, I'm going to look for the one who is most responsible to handle the business. Who will start the business and want it to collapse? So, the parable of the talents. Always says, and he gave them talents according to their several abilities. God even checked their abilities before giving to them. Prove yourself responsible with God. When you listen to God, He will put something on your life. You will be surprised. There was a time in my life, I tell you, I was a time, a particular time. Anything I ask God, I want to do, He said no. Everyone can really attest to this thing. It's maybe Brown, Frank, and maybe Brother Claude. We 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 discuss something. Then we are going to do this. We are going to do that. That was way before church started. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Then I go and pray about it. Then I come and tell them God said we shouldn't do it. So they were tired of me at the point. Because every time I ask God, should I go and do this? God said no. I go and try to no. Every idea, I say, so God, what do you want me to do? I go and study. As I want to go and do this business, I I'll go back to this. My girls matter. At a point, the relationship became shaky because I had a competitor. You understand? <laughs> I had a competitor. Because at that time, it was on the verge of breaking, but I didn't want to agree, you know? So I had a competitor. At that time, the girl's family didn't like me because the guy had car, I didn't have car. Life, eh? Inside life. The guy had car, didn't have car. And apparently, the guy sold cars. He was a car dealer. You know, I nearly entered into car dealing. <laughs> I nearly entered to that business. Because if that's the reason why they are collecting my girl, I'll do something. <laughs> so some 
somebody was telling me there are accident cars. If you put this money, we'll bring accident cars. I said, say, hey, we'll do it. We'll do it. So I want to tell my friend. I said, we're going to do. I said, look, I tell my I'm getting inspiration. I'm getting inspiration to start a car dealing business. So, as my custom is, I always like to pray about what I want to do. So I was going to pray. I was not going to ask God whether to do it or not to. I was going to pray and prophesy into the business. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. As I, as I buy this car, it's coming and we are making sales. And Lord, I, thank you, Lord. God said, I have not asked you to do anything. I said, this is not the Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. Father. Dear Lord, you said, whatever we lay our hand upon to do shall prosper. Therefore, Lord, I lay my hand on the car. And as I lay my hand, God said, it's not me. I have not said anything. Now, at a point, I now broke down. I said, God, you right now, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I say I want to sell granules. You say I shouldn't sell granules. Now, I have a competitor. I need to meet the competition. You say I shouldn't do it. Everything I want to do, you say no. Everything I want to do, God say no. So, Frank, all of them, were, they were all tired of me. One day, we paid money. That was going to shoot a video for one of my sons. We paid the money. The, the video is on Sunday. On Friday, as we were going somewhere for camp with uh, that time, I think it was Pastor Wina. When we were going for that camp, we were sitting in the bus. As the bus was moving, the bus was, I said, Lord, thank you for the video. Thank you for the video, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God said, don't shoot anything. I've not asked you to shoot anything. And God, God will speak nicely. Don't shoot. Don't shoot anything. I've not said it. I said, Lord, as we go, as we go, Lord. On the Saturday, we're getting ready. I've paid you remember the story? And, 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 and we, the, the, it, it looked as though the man was not going to refund the money. God said, cancel it all the same. Over 10,000. You were with the video director when I called him. And I told him, I said, I can't shoot it. I said, I can't shoot it. Why? Why? I said, I can't shoot it. Because God said I should not shoot it. Because God said, God was just looking for my obedience. Today, in my life, everything I want to do, God allows me. Right now. Right now, anything I want to do, we say it, we do it. We say it, we do it. There was a time God was testing my obedience. And a time came where the Lord did test Abraham. Where the Lord did test Abraham. After Abraham, everything Abraham had done for God. Do you know the volume of the obedience? It was not the sacrifice. It was the obedience. The volume of the obedience. That you, you, you waited many years for the child. And you have now raised the child for 25 years. Your investment. School fees. Serilac. Breast milk. Incolac. SME. Eh? Diapers. Lactogen. Jerusalem biscuits. <laughs> 25. The guy is now a big boy. Over 20 years. Then God says, Go and give me your son. What he didn't know was that it was a historic moment in his life. Many generations after, we use him 
as the most accurate archetype of full obedience to God. Obedience is faith, and faith is obedience. Can I prophesy into your life? God will put something on your life that the world will need. I feel the anointing of God. Okay, but I want you to receive, 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 receive. Yes. Bible says the miracle of turning water to one is this was the beginning of miracles of Jesus. This was the beginning of miracles. Today marks the beginning of someone's release into the destiny God said to him. Listen, the day I, I, I spoke in Lagos, ICLC, not ITPLC, ICLC, when I spoke in Lagos, Pastor B was telling me, he even said it when he came, all the pastors were asking, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Who is that guy? And he said, and he said Pastor Christo asking, who is that guy? Let me tell you, the notice for me to go and, and, and talk that day, it was so short, I didn't have time to pray. So if it is prayer, you, you, you remember, I, had to wait, I woke up in the morning, they had called me, they said, go to the airport now. Hey. I just woke up in the morning, I was called, go to the airport now. So from airport straight to the place, I didn't even go to my hotel, I left from airport straight into the meeting, I didn't have time to even pray. So it was not prayer that made the difference on that day. God put something on your life. It's not prayer that will activate it. This is not prayer. This is not prayer. When God puts something on your life, you know, by virtue of that obedience, God had signed a contract with me in the spirit to defend me. Anyway, that's why I told you that my words don't bounce. I know why I say it. It's not prayer. You can pray the same as I pray. Because God knows the things that he made me, some obedience. I, I used the, the, the obedience of the girl matter because I knew you would like that example. There are other examples. There are other 
massive examples that I had to make a certain, take a certain step against what I would love to do. But God said, take this step. Move in this direction. Go, do this. I had said that I will give everything in my hall, in my room. I said I will give everything, TV. I said I will give everything. I had not done it. The day I did it, it was the next day that Pastor B said he's coming to our church. You don't understand your next level. You see, God said it and he was there. The, the moment I gave it, it was so quick. The moment I gave everything, I just carried it. The next day, was when Pastor B saw me. And he said, I'm coming to your church. Obedience. He said to obey is better than to sacrifice. He said, and to hack him than the fat of rams. If God sees that you are ready to listen to him, he will start playing obedience games with you. Look, it's not all these young, all these young, young preachers who have come, who are preaching faith, faith, and Hebrews 11, faith, 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 faith. They are all jokers. Look, uh, there's a man of God, a great, a, a, a Bishop Oedipo. Bishop Oedipo, okay? The day his wife delivered. So when he's preaching faith, it's not a different, he's speaking from a depth. The day his wife delivered, as they've gone from the hospital, God said, give everything in your account. Ah! My wife just delivered. What would the baby eat? Oh, my wife eats. She just delivered. So when some people are talking about faith, they are speaking from a depth. God said, everything you can give it. He gave it. He said, when he gave it, one of their church members, and their church was very small. One of their church members gave them, he said, the Lord said to give him milk, milk and gary. So he said, for the next three weeks, his wife, who has just delivered, and him, because the baby, they breast milk. So him and the wife, gary and milk, gary and milk, for three weeks. He didn't curse God once to say, God, you made me give. Look at my life. He didn't curse God once. He stayed the course. God asked me to do it, I follow it through. At a point in time, doing what was going on, you might feel like, was it really God? Because if it was God, he should have responded maybe two weeks, two weeks time, someone will give me a house, I know that I have a sacrifice. No, today, but as I was saying yesterday, he said, Canaan land is 10,000 acres. His house, his house is 4,000 acres. Human being house. You can't walk to a room. You have to take car to another side. I didn't come to this world to suffer. Get the basics right. Get the basics right. There are some, like I said, get the foundation right. What I'm talking about here is not go and leave your girlfriend or leave your boyfriend, and neither is it go and give something because you see, you need to hear God for what He's asking you to do. And one thing about it, when God talks to you, you will know. When God said to me, I knew. When they brought I knew I was just brushing it off. God, God has not spoken to me. Hey, no, no. He, he has told you. Told you. And if he has not told you, he will tell you. 
Obedience. Obedience. Respond to God. Respond to God. Respond to God. You know, I, of late, eh, I don't like preaching things that I have not apprehended. In 2020, after the man of God gives the word of the year, and we break um, the message he will share with us, you know, we have to be on that message for a month. I want to share a message. I will start it maybe in February. Apprehension of the truth. I don't like to preach again things I have not apprehended. People are preaching things they have comprehended. They are, they are preaching things they have comprehended. It's not about comprehension. It's about apprehension. Have you ever, have you ever seen that I'm talking about uh, health, faith for health before? I don't know because I'm working on mine. Because once in a while, some cold hits me. So I know that I have not gotten this thing. So I need to go and sit with it. I need to get it well. So if I come I come and say, you, you can use faith for your health. I'm lying to you because I don't even know the thing well. I don't understand it. And I say in this kingdom, what? What? How do we know what you do not know? We know what you do not know by what you cannot do. It's not what you have not read. We know what you do not know by what you cannot do. Hey, once you cannot do it, you don't know it. Faith for finances, I can preach it anywhere. I can preach it anywhere. Faith for finances, I can preach anywhere. I'm not talking about, it's, not, it's not when church started. Brown has worked, has worked with me on some things. Eh? The, the same way I do it today, he said, come tomorrow, I'll give you the money. The same way we're going to do something. I tell him, come tomorrow, we'll give you the money. I'm not talking about small, small money. We're going to do something huge. I said, come tomorrow, I'll give you the money. So you, some people be thinking, oh, is it, uh, oh, because you now have a church, so, uh, church offering. At, at the same t- at the time, when no church, no member, nothing, I said, we're going to do something. 10,000 cities, I said, come tomorrow, I'll give you the money. And you come tomorrow, I'll give you the money. Faith of finance, I can preach faith of finance. Because I speak from my depth. I, I, we have handled the thing. Faith for health, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Anytime something, recently, I, I, I hit a jackpot. There's a, there's a certain thing that used to happen to my hand. At certain times. When it comes, it's very uncomfortable for maybe four days. So now, now after one prayer meeting, the thing came. It came. I hit it. I said, behave. The thing left. So I know that I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. When I apprehend it, it will be my, my, my level. Then I can start preaching it. You know? So, get this thing right. Your work with God. Get it right. Get the theory right. And start practicalizing it. So that you will live the supernatural life in a natural estate. You will control money. I'm talking to somebody. You will control money. See, your, 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 your strength, listen now, your strength. Ah, Kate, so frate, beke, so Your strength. I don't know if I should say this. Let me leave it. Nele bago vese. The anointing of the Lord breaks the yoke of bondage. <laughs> the anointing of the Lord. Set the captives free. The anointing of the Lord will bring rivers to your desert. That anointing is risen on you. That anointing is risen on you. 
For thou art worthy El Shaddai And God Almighty The strong and breast Jade one And great Jehovah I am my am the most I God thou art worthy in El Shaddai you are God almighty strong and breast dead one great Jehovah I am I am Oh, I never hear you are the most I go. One day, two months to when <laughs> all the things in church started, two months to when it started, I was in a bus and I was actually in a taxi. And I passed through Swintex. I was coming back. At that time, God had stretched me with obedience. I was stretched. I was worn out. I thought that anything I want to do, God would not allow me. But I had agreed to it. Then a song came from my heart that's when I knew that I will have people because the song that came Abraham that was God speaking to me oh there's something Abrahamic in this place there's something Abrahamic here I tell you Genesis chapter 12 this is how I prophesy so don't miss it this is how I prophesy (laughs) this is how I prophesy Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 now the Lord has said unto Abraham Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make of thee a great nation. Lift your hand and begin to prophesy. This is how I prophesy, so don't miss it. And I will make of thee a great nation. God is talking to somebody here. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will make of thee a great nation. God is speaking to somebody and I will make of thee a great nation. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will make of thee a great nation. Samarabata Kisko. 
Lantesco Baneshepa, Gratiske Grantaskova, Calebra Coco, Hey, I sense animataya, Yalamanto Cabana Manimose Pratiskeva, Yamalemo Cabani Nian Cabani Nemosa, Hey, Yalacalani Banco Brasombra Tabresca Padi Nemosa, Listen, when you are coming for tonight, I hope you are fasting. And the second one say, and make thy name great. 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 Is there anybody here that God is making his name great here? And make thy name great. And make thy name great. And make thy name great. Let me tell you something. In my life, no prophet or man of God who came around me suspected me to be who I am today. None of them suspected it. None of them suspected it. Only those who knew me knew. None of nobody saw it. They never saw it coming. But it is God's handwriting. It's clear. It's God's handwriting. And make thy name great. Your name, listen, your name will be associated with glory. Your name will be associated with prosperity. Your name will be associated with the miraculous. Your name will be associated with God. Go ahead and speak in other tongues now. Listen, in this camp, if you never took anything, take this session. I have given you a treasure. And make thy name great. 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 How will it happen? Leave that to God. And make thy name great. How will it happen? Leave that to God. And make thy name great. How will it happen? Leave that to God. And make thy name great. Yapakovalisko Barona. Andre Bekovale Broskepa. Yekatuna Mashepa. Yematoka Palabashepa. Ematobolo Bosete. Yekalamanto Basaya. Ekalamanto Borobos. Yes, Lord. 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 